This is episode number 123 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannett. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps build confidence when you present your ideas and helps you increase your success by becoming a better communicator. This is episode number 123, and on this episode, we're going to talk about how to train employees in a, in a post-COVID-19 world. So modern technology, how to use modern technology to really train people. Now, the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations, and I'm really excited to share an awesome development at our company. Um, it, one of the things that we that has happened in the last really a couple of months, and, and especially with the, the, um, the, the virus crisis that's been going on, is there have been significant advances in virtual meetings that are, that are making in-person training, especially like in-person seminars, almost obsolete. And we're actually going to share a lot of the technology developments on the podcast today. But I wanted to invite you to our website, fearlesspresentations.com, and take a look at what we're now offering as far as virtual training as a replacement for in-person seminars. It, we're, we're seeing some phenomenal results, folks. And if and if you've looked into especially the Fearless Presentations class or basically any class in the last few years and then hesitated because of budget, this is a fantastic option because we can provide this type of training at at a fraction of the cost of what it would take to do an in-person seminar. So I invite you to go to fearlesspresentations.com and take a look. All right, let's get on with today's podcast. So the topic that we're going to cover is modern examples of training and development programs for your employees in 2020. So basically, you know, the COVID-19 virus has significantly offered the way that people communicate and interact with each other. And these changes, they may be temporary. However, many of the changes are likely to cause a significant change in the way that we do business. And one of the main changes is in training and development programs for employees. Now, in the past, Businesses thrived when they created a, a single product or an idea and then brought it to market. And today, though, businesses thrive by adapting to and adopting the best practices that are constantly evolving and changing. So one thing is for certain, though, if you stay still or if you rest on your laurels, then it's really you're going to fail. You're going to get left behind. So the world of training and, and, and employee development is just evolving at an exponential pace. And if you're training and developing your employees the same way that you did 20 years ago or 10 years ago or, or in this case, a couple of months ago, then you're likely falling behind many of your competitors. So basically what we're going to cover here is we're going to delve into some modern examples of training and development programs for your employees. And we, I mean, you could call this 2020 training and development models and the title would be quite descriptive. So let's kind of talk about the models. Years ago, by the way, when my instructors and I created a series of videos on our website and, and we did this as a way to help people reduce public speaking fear. And one of those videos 
focused on the different ways of acquiring presentation skills. And it, and it gave the pros and cons of, of each one. So originally this video had examples such as in-person seminars, which is what we did a lot of and still do, uh, books, audio files, videos, you know, that, that kind of thing. So the first video was relevant for, you know, a couple of years or so. Now, eventually we had to, in, we had to update that video, update that, that, that video, that document, because um, we had to include things like that were new at the time, podcasts and webinars and online courses. And then last year, we had to update it again. This is pre-COVID-19, so we had to update it again um, because even that video was outdated. Now, in the last few months, though, Zoom has created one of the most revolutionary changes to skill development. And this advancement has created a fundamental shift in the way that virtual meetings and online training sessions can, can occur. And just so you know, I, I mean, I, I use Zoom, but I'm not, Zoom is not a sponsor. I'm, I'm just kind of telling you that these are things that I've seen, and I'm sure a lot of their competitors are gonna be copying them in the, in the very near future. They're still, they're, they're scrambling to try to copy them, but some of these ad advancements are, are pretty dramatic, so. Before I get into the advancements, so let me talk a little bit about a few basics of best training practices just in general. So what are, what are the, outside of virtual training, what are the best ways that we know of now to um, develop a skill especially? So in-person training, by the way, with a professional coach is still the absolute best way to develop a skill. If you're trying to develop a skill, that's the best way to do it. So if you want your employees to learn or, or, or even strengthen a current skill, then in-person training is still the best method. And I realize that this method is not necessarily modern, but it's still the best method in 2020 to help develop a skill. So keep in mind that gathering information and developing skills are two totally different concepts. For instance, if, if I just need to know what my budget is this quarter, I can read that in a document. However, if I need to learn how to use the new budgeting software and I've got no experience using that software or any software like that, then it would be faster to learn that if someone showed me how to do it versus trying to read that in a book or even watching a video or that kind of thing. So as a trainer, the main question that you need to ask when you're developing content or developing a program for your group is, if, if I just tell my team how to do this thing, how confident are they gonna be in doing that thing right away? So if the answer is very, then a document or a quick overview delivered in a meeting is, is one of the best ways to deliver that, that information. If you know though that they're gonna feel very nervous the first time that they try to do this thing, then some type of personal training will actually be more helpful. So that's what we mean between the difference between a skill and information. So if, they, if it's, it's all about the confidence that people have when they try this thing for the first time. So when you start to put together a training and development program for your employees, you have to make it interactive. That's, that's the, the next thing that's really important is Lecture style education programs have just a very low success record. You know, people learn by doing. They don't learn, they don't learn by sitting and hearing. So for instance, in, in our classes in Fearless Presentations, we teach class members a step-by-step -step approach that's real easy to apply. And, and you know, so we make the, the, um, the process even easier, by the way, by just focusing on a single component 
uh, or an idea related to public speaking, and then we have the class members practice it and develop the confidence in that concept, begin to master that single component. And then as the comfort level improves and that skill grows, we add something new and then start the process over again. So, And that's, that's one of the best ways to actually develop a skill. So when you're developing these these this training curriculum you might kind of use that after a guide because after a series of these successes the participants in your programs are going to gain confidence very quickly and and if they're just sitting there listening to a speaker for two days that's not going to happen so make the content interactive and it increases the retention of the of the content and the confidence to apply that that skill later that confidence is really going to improve the the third thing is that you have to give your employees time to develop the skills. So a big mistake that a lot of teachers make is they schedule a training session in a big chunk. Or if, you know, like for instance, if your sessions are too long, participants are gonna get kind of overwhelmed. Too much information without application is, is gonna get really frustrated. So when, like for instance, when I first started teaching leadership classes, I started my sessions in, I, I structured them into short half day modules and then I would deliver those modules a week apart. So participants would come into the classroom, they would, um, they would learn the skill or they would learn the information about the skill anyway, and then they would go out and practice those skills for a week and then they'd come back and we'd build on the, the strengths that they had or the, the skill that they had begun to develop in that, that first week. And when, when, that's a fantastic way, by the way, to, to teach. It's called time-space learning. And when you're doing seminars, like you know most of us have always done in the past, uh, that is where it gets a little bit challenging. So I, I'll give you an example outside of, of um, seminar type stuff. You know, when I taught my daughter how to ride a bicycle when she was little, she was probably four years old. I didn't spend two days lecturing her. You know, I taught her one simple thing. I taught her balance first, and then I let her practice just that part, just the part of not falling over for a while. I think it took um, maybe 15 minutes a day for like, I don't know, maybe 10 days straight, something like that. And then I taught her how to steer by leaning, you know, one way or the other. And I also gave her time to practice that part. And, and so when you're training your employees, the same rules kind of apply. It's better to teach them something in a short segment and then give them time to apply it. On the other extreme, by the way, trainers will sometimes stick short sessions into an already busy schedule. You know, if we're, if we're all meeting, you know, once a quarter or once a year and we're only going to meet for two days, um, sometimes a group will um, we'll try to, to squeeze an hour of training. We get some training in, so we squeeze an hour of training in between the budget presentation and the new product orientation. Uh, in, in those instances, the participants don't really get a chance to develop the skill in the first place, and so they, they tend to forget the stuff right away. So those are kind of just, in general, best practices for, for teaching skills especially. But each one of those best practices actually has specific challenges, especially when we're going through a crisis like like COVID nineteen, where you know there's where people are are distant, so um, even these items, you know, the, the, even though these are best practices for training your team, they've got built in challenges. For instance, the in person training has logistical challenge. You know, the people who need the training may be in different offices, they may be in different states, they may be in different countries, and getting everybody together all at once can be costly and time-consuming. So, for instance, although our main office at the Leaders Institute is in Dallas, 
I've got dozens of instructors all over the world. So anytime that we get together for training, it's a significant investment for the for the company to, to do that. And you may have the same types of challenges. And if we choose to try to train everyone using online training or webinars, the process isn't very interactive. <laughs> so webinar platforms in the past anyway, haven't, I mean, they've added stuff like chats and polls and stuff like that, but the delivery is still pretty one-sided. And a while back, by the way, I got an invitation to attend a webinar designed by a really well-known motivational speaker. I mean, this is one of my heroes from when I was growing up, still around, and you know, it's, I'm getting old, so he's getting really old. But it seemed like a great opportunity to learn something you know, I, I'm it, free webinar. I'll, I'll kind of go on that. And I logged on. And within a few minutes, though, it was very clear that the webinar was basically just a recording. It was very one-sided. I, I knew that because I was familiar with the software that he was using. I doubt most of the people on the on the um, webinar actually noticed. I, I, but the reason why they didn't notice is because it was really just kind of a lecture. Um, so if it, so that that can be a challenge as well but with the the software that's been around at least until until the new zoom modifications anyway um, now the the another big challenge though is that when you're giving if you try to give participants time to apply the skill before the sessions a lot of times it just isn't really logistically feasible if 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 it were, I mean, if it's already costly to get everybody together once, then it certainly doesn't make a lot of sense to do it over and over and over again. So that becomes a challenge as well. So this is where the advances in technology can fix a bunch of these challenges and actually enhance the training process. So this is, and by the way, this is where it gets really, really interesting because things have changed dramatically just in the last couple of months. Um, the, the technology that can help you increase the retention and the application of your training, it's, it's increased exponentially. That, that, that technology has increased, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. I, I mean, I can't, I can't talk about this enough. Uh, it, it can also decrease, by the way, the amount of time required to train your team. You actually get more training done better, faster, and in less time than what we've ever had been able to do in the in the past. Um, so the one of the main shifts in technology is the Zoom, what's called the breakout room, the breakout session. This is one of the biggest challenges anyway with conference calls and webinars. It's always been the background noise. I don't know if you've ever been on a webinar or been on a conference call with more than three or four or five people or so. But um, the, the background noise is, can always be pretty challenging. It, it, there's always somebody's dog barking in the background and somebody's air conditioner kicks on and, and as a result, it, there's a background noise that, that occurs. Somehow Zoom, Zoom has practically eliminated the challenge of the background noise. I don't know how they've done it, but I've been on Zoom calls sometimes with as many as 100 different people without most every without hardly anybody having to go on mute or having to mute themselves um the and most of the time since people have done these now for a while they've kind of figured out that if they have significant background noise or if they're getting an echo that they kind of know to, to mute and so it, it does take in some cases some time to to get the sound quality just perfect at the very beginning but I would say nine times out of 10 when I'm doing a Zoom call nowadays, I don't have to do any of that. I just basically just start talking and, and start leading the meeting and it works works really well. The biggest change though is the ability to send participants to small group breakout rooms. 
And this can either be done manually, uh, where you assign, uh, where where you assign each person to uh, a specific breakout room, or the software can do it for you. And that that's where it becomes really helpful, especially if you have a, a pretty good sized crowd or big group. Um, so, for example. Um, we, we're now able to conduct the entire Fearless Presentations classes that we've always done on an in-person basis virtually through Zoom. In the past, we've, we've done webinars and we've done online sessions, but the sessions were always fairly one way, right? The instructor did the teaching, but we weren't able to really do a lot of interaction with the participants. Now, though, it's very easy, and it, in, in fact, it, it's super easy to do this. We can teach an entire group something important about delivering a presentation, and then give the the per, and, and we can still keep this group down to you know we typically only have about ten people in our fearless presentations classes anyway, but we're able to do it with four people or five people or six people and get even better results because. We can, after we teach them something, we give them a few minutes to create their version of the, the presentation that we're asking them to create. And since noise has been fixed, the participants can actually ask questions with the instructor, they can interact. It's, it's like a one-on-one -on -one conversation that they're having with the instructor, and the instructor can coach them right away if they have a question. Then we can send them to a private room where they can practice the presentation with just one or two other participants, so they can do a quick little run-through. And then once everybody practices, we have them come back to the, to the full group. And I, like I said, this doesn't sound like a huge technology break, but for those of us that have been attempting to do online training for you know decades now uh, this is a huge 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 breakthrough because you're basically getting the same type of experience on a virtual meeting that you would if you were with somebody in person face to face it's it's that kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching and it's really really helpful anyway um, by the way, it also the virtual sessions also allow you to share content and store data more easily. So one of the things that we've done recently in our classes is we've moved away from printed manuals. Even even before the COVID nineteen crisis, we we still give manuals to people when they come to our classes. But most of them are going onto their tablets or their laptops and um, and using the virtual material instead of the the printed material. So basically, um, the, all of the activities that we have are online. So people, instead of having to handwrite notes during the class, they can enter their data into the forms on our app. And then the data gets stored electronically. And then the elves behind the scenes send out a completed visual for the, for the class members. So as we're going through the PowerPoint session where we teach people how to do the PowerPoint, they actually type in their content into the, the app and, it, it, and, and then the, the little L's behind the scene actually sends them out a, a PowerPoint slideshow. So it's really cool technology that all you have to do is get a little bit of create, get some creativity into your process and you can make your online training really, really, really effectively. Now you don't have to do what we're doing. I'm, just, I'm just kind of using that as an example just to kind of show you what what uh, some breakthroughs that we've actually seen. And the best part of the process, by the way, is, is uh, on the corporate side. When companies hire us to conduct training and development programs for their employees, the HR person or the executives can track everybody's progress and then document the results. So it's, it's really cool. Really, a really neat technology that we're, we're kind of experiencing. Um, now, one of the neat things that you can do, by the way, after the, the coronavirus is, is 
complete and we start to go back to doing some in-person sessions, you can also combine live in-person sessions with virtual sessions and save travel fees. You can save yourself a lot of money and a lot of time by doing that. So if you've got a limited time and budget for the in-person employee development, then technology can help in, in that situation because we've seen some great success with starting a training session with a short half-day in-person session and then add weekly virtual sessions after the the in-person class and, and and a lot of times the virtual sessions are going to be less than an hour each now these interim sessions allow the instructor to teach a little bit more in bite-sized pieces so the sessions allows the it allows our instructor or your instructor to coach the participants through the process of implementation. That's where a lot of times there's a fall off is that they've got good information, but when they try to apply it in the real world, it doesn't work as well. And so as a result, they kind of backslide a little bit. So by getting that coaching, the coaching sessions in after the in-person training, it works really, really well. Um, and finally, when you finish the program, you, you can you can kind of come back, um, you know, after four or five weeks of, of these uh, interim sessions, come back and do another in-person meeting and, uh, and verify the results. You can kind of see that basically everything worked the way it was supposed to. So the benefits of using the technology is, is, is pretty incredible. If, if participants are in different time zones, and you can get similar results with self-paced online training sessions. It's not going to be as interactive, but if you use some of the same type of technology with your online sessions, you can you can use that in in certain ways as well. The interim sessions then will will be made available to each one of the employees at during a certain time frame. You know, for instance, um, let's say that uh, we've got six weeks of interim sessions and we're spacing them a week apart. Well, one of the things that we could do is we leave the first one open only for a 24-hour period on, you know, from Monday at midnight until Tuesday at midnight. And so that means that the, the, it, it requires the folks who are taking the, the interim or the attending the sessions to do it during that specific time period. And then they get another week to practice that, and then we come back and do another interim. So that, like I said, those aren't necessarily as interactive, but um, it reinforces some of the content. So you can use that in conjunction with your, your live training or your, your in-person training or the virtual training. And you can get some pretty good results that way. This is an incredible time saver, by the way. It increases retention dramatically. It also fixes the challenges of having the sessions spaced too far apart. So each online session reviews the previous content to increase that retention as well. So there's lots of really good ways that you can kind of use this. So the point is, is that being a trainer or a, an instructor in 2020, this is a fabulous time to develop training and development programs for our groups, for our employees, for our, you know, if you, if you happen to be an independent trainer, it's a great way to, a great time to redesign some of those things that you've done in the past because there's so many options available for training your employees. You can, you can get creative and make your sessions really fantastic. Um, again, go to fearlesspresentations.com, check out some of our, how we're applying some of this stuff, and we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.